Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. Lord, all night and central. Follow me now. I, I, I just want to tell Yeah. I never let him know where he stands with me. Mm-hmm. So he's always trying to please. You, you do know? that with just about everybody in the group. Except for you. Except you. for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I, I, I stay that way with you. Yeah. I don't know where I stand with you. And really? that's okay with me. Yes. Okay. So At all times. You enjoy, I've learned you enjoy that relationship. Uh-huh. Because when I've when I've been too candid with you before uh, before the like shows that we've done, I'll grab you in the back and like tell you what you mean to me, and you're like, "Hey, don't do that. <laughs> Make me think that you still might not like me." Is that's what I run on? Of course. Which is two opposite ways. Is you do? I feel like in your case, it's more like a football coach thing. Like like in that regard. Hey, fuckface! I'll only love you if you score. If if yeah, but for me, <laughs> I won't love you if you don't. For me, it's kind of similar, but I operate on. I'm, I call myself a rage based economy. Like it's mostly spite. Right and rage that gets me going and moving. So I like somebody with a little bit of mean distance as well. Okay, um, okay. which might be why we bicker back and forth like like husband and husband so much. <laughs> we got to be a gay couple. It we, can't be we, husband wife. Well, I feel like we're both husband. Like I feel yeah. like we, I feel like there's but, no real mom energy within us. Okay, I, here before we get back into that, I probably have more mom I'm energy. Take this sweater off real quick. Okay, so just keep talking yep you got a deal i've probably got more mom energy than you but i'm an abusive mom like i'm <laughs> i'm the mom that still wait till your father gets home so he could see how badly i've beaten you um kind of thing I don't, I don't think you have more mom energy do you think you have more mom energy than me so you're the abusive mom okay. and i'm the drunk papa i don't need the hat it's fine you you see the real me chris i love it you yeah. got a beautiful hairline i've never seen it before Eh, it's all jacked you got up a, right now. No, you got a beautiful oh. Guatemalan hairline. Like you can run for <laughs> you're office. You're gonna make me blush. You can run for office with that head. He can make a slightly brown man. You're blush. our you're our West Coast Beto. <laughs> e- Eto. <laughs> Which, by the way, Lexi told me to say uh, hola to you, hola cabron. She oh. said she didn't. She only said she didn't mean cabron. She said don't tell him I said that. She only said it because I just learned cabron because we watched the uh, Narcos Mexico this weekend. Mm, ca- cabron. So she. So I learned cabron. And I called her cabron just because I know it now. Hey, she, she's teaching me Spanish, and I'm using it against her on a regular basis. Oh, of course. You so have to. I've, I learned Spanish, the Spanish word for bum, huevona. And <laughs> <laughs> you can't, that's, uh, it's, it's all I say in English, pretty much. So that's in there. Uh, I've learned chiquiada, which I say to her oh, 200 man. times a weekend, which is spoiled, right? Spoiled. Like brat. Yep. 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 Uh, I'm, I'm learning some shit. It's all the bad. Th- it's like when you give a bad kid yeah. a dictionary, he just looks up all the uh, bad words. What's the first word? Fuck. First what's, word? Fuck. What's the <laughs> chingada? All right. Yeah. I, oh, I didn't know that one. Okay. Well, chingada, it, it can mean bother. Is it, what's peachy? Pinche means fucking, like, but like fucking, like an adjective. Okay. Oh, okay. Like you fucking asshole. Like pinche huevona. Fucking, fucking bum fucking bum i just i don't need to i know spanish now because that's all i'm that's all i say in english but to, to chingar means to joder or like it means either joder and chingar mean to fuck or to bother oh well which uh, we use it the same way like stop fucking with me right i see they have the chingar stop that's bothering see, me it sounds good right? and you can say everything in one breath too which is really nice like you just you pack so much words into a sentence in Spanish. It's amazing to me. 
it, is it Spanish though? I'm I'm wondering, or is it city people? I don't know. That's a my, good question. My parents are city folk, and they and they jam a whole bunch. And in. my mom is from Mexico City, mm. the biggest city in the world. Mm-hmm. So she talks fast. Everything's okay. fast, 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 fast. So By she, the way, your parents. What a, Raquel, your wife. She knows. She knows. She made a great investment. Because you're gonna be a you're you're still gonna be dashing when you're in your sixties and seventies. Because your parents, <laughs> your parents look like they're thirty five years old. Where keeps you young? Yeah, Being pops. Outside. Pops, yeah. pops. I'll tell you what. <laughs> what? He gave you some good genes, that guy. He's still he's still a dashing still, fella. Still and how, rocking it. How old? If you seventy one. Seventy one years 71 old. Seventy one and sixty two. God damn. I know. And he, uh, right? if if you said he was fifty five, I'd go, oh wow, he looks oh, young for fifty five. <laughs> young for fifty five. Seventy two years old. He hangs in at your parties longer than I do. Sometimes you leave, and he'll still I be always chilling leave. with his chilling with his angry orchard. I go home at midnight. Get, he's playing pool still. Okay, you wonder where I get all my flavor. That's true. It's pops, pops all the way. He never gave a. F- okay, you know how people go. Oh, is that a pussy drink? Why aren't you having whiskey? Why aren't you having beer? Yeah. Why aren't you ha- no, like I'm like it doesn't taste good. Right. Me Pop, too. Pops taught me, mm-hmm. if it doesn't taste good, why are you consuming it? Yeah. He's like, I want my Heineken. And then now he drinks those reds. I introduced him to those reds. Yeah. I'm like, it's like. It's I might fruity. have one in the fridge if you want me to get it for you. I don't worry about it. Okay. Nah, I'm, okay. You, no, see. <laughs> see. Okay. This, this is a tell, lot of. This tell is, the people. By the way, a lot bef- of what it can before be, you okay. get into what you get into. Okay. Uh, I'm here with one of my favorite people in the world and the very funny Eduardo Molina. Uh, Eddie Molina, uh, Guatemalan love boat, uh, Mexican firecracker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> South of the border sensation, the migrant caravan himself. Oh, man. Um, sorry, what were you going to say? Okay. Um, let's see. All right. Those seminal points, they were only going to be touched on. Something about the Nothing. reds. Something about the reds set you off. Red, Me trying to get okay. you to drink a beer. Because. Okay. You, it's not that you you're you influence people because because of who, who the way you carry yourself. Go so ahead you, and you, say it. You can you can hit me with whatever. No 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 no. See you you take it the wrong way. You take it as I'm a square, um, <laughs> a dork. Uh, I don't party. Yeah. I, don't, I take it as you carry yourself the way you want to be received and the way you want to be treated. Mm. So you carry yourself very professionally. That puts people on their toes. And some people manifest, their manifestations are different, but it's all the same energy. Like, this guy's here for a reason. Oh, okay. And you are. Yeah. We, it, it's obvious, man. It's obvious who's there for what reasons. Right. You can tell right off the bat. Dan and I were talking about that the other day. Actually, a couple of us were talking about that the other day is when you, any group of 50 comics, you look at maybe 8 to 12 are real i mean i mean all of them probably in the abstract would love to do it right and then maybe 25 to 30 of them think they're working toward doing it and then there's maybe eight to 12 that you that you know are like living and dying with the thing yeah and you're right when you walk into any room i don't know if everybody knows but certainly the eight to 12 people know and the other you know 38 people are curious as to why people are operating on a different frequency like what's going on there's i feel like there's a lot of misunderstood energy and arguments and advice and based on those couple categories of course and that's why i would i have only taken anything 
to heart that comes from you <laughs> i'm like okay any room i i any and i've trust me i've stepped into many many new rooms because mm-hmm. i'm i'm shuffle guy yeah every one to two years shuffle yeah i moved on either they or people move on from me and you're one a warm you're like you're a warm lovable guy so i'm sure people gravitate to you and advice givers abound in any in any group of people like when you get to know somebody i'm usually a, the, the advice giver. are you yeah, yeah yeah how much how how much did people try to give you advice when you started comedy yeah uh, not, not too all. many okay no no no. it's it's never been that i've i don't i'm not an approachable dude that's why when Drake called, <laughs> when Drake called, uh, push a T, an approachable guy, <laughs> you're an approachable dude. And you're like, ah, <laughs> that's a, ew. that means I could come up and say hi to you. I've never been that guy. You've never been a come up. You know, I, I've, I've actually seen you be, I've seen you I give, give, off give people the chili. Leave me the fuck alone energy. Yeah. That's, that's the energy I, is it just, is that just within you or is there a purpose for that? <sighs> I don't know. It's it, survival mechanisms okay. maybe yeah. i was always the smallest person around fattest person around it's not a good combo see and this isn't going to be on film but that's one of the things we always talk about is if i heard your act without seeing you i would get a slightly different perception of you than you really are like you like say incredibly obese you say <laughs> you say oftentimes that you're like a tiny chubby guy but you're not you're a regular height guy and you're a very athletic guy. And I know that because I've watched you. I've worked out with you. And I've seen you run a goddamn triathlon. <laughs> we went with another comic that we won't mention names. But I was like, all right, this person's just starting. Uh, and you said that you're just getting back into working out. So I was like, all right, I'll take one like a nice and easy day. I'll take just an easy, relaxing day. Uh, take this new person and walk them through a workout. And it'll be good for Eddie because he's just getting back into it. And 10 minutes into the workout, you're like, oh, fuck you guys. I'm going to go upstairs now and and kill myself on an elliptical and then you went swimming <laughs> i don't even you think you brought me, i don't even think you brought the bathing suit i think you just jumped in full clothes cell phone wallet didn't give a <laughs> shit just swam like you were trying to get in get here <laughs> it's genetic practice <laughs> it's, it's, in, it's in my blood it's in my blood <laughs> and then worked out again ran circles around us and then just i didn't even see you for like four days after that i just went home <laughs> So that's you. That's what I say is you you are you are an alpha alpha guy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Masquerading with the emotions of, not, of a not masquerading. I am truly on on the See, I I've always since I'm a middle kid. Mm-hmm. That middle spot i was a middle kid but dad just kept pumping <laughs> he just like, he pumped now you're just old he pumped me <laughs> now you're just he old. pumped me oldest like so wow yeah i was i was middle <laughs> for a couple years <laughs> if he stopped at a moderate level of procreation <laughs> yeah. i was a middle you kid you jimmy been. pumped me into being an elder very quickly yeah. oh man so as middle child i'm good middle management i feel like i would because i could delegate well yeah like I have more authority than the than the bottom tier. Dwight Schrute, assistant to the regional manager. But I still I've I've always put myself in the spot to learn most. Okay. And to me that's always the middle. That's a good point. Because you 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 if if I try to compete with you, say for dominance of the group. Okay. For whatever that would mean. Whatever that means, right? Mm-hmm. That's uh anti productive. Yes. 
There's not that counterproductive. Yes. There's nothing to be gained from me trying to assert myself. Which makes me thankful for our group that there doesn't seem to be that energy among anybody. Like you diffuse it right away. We know, we know we know who's me? you know who's top dog. Okay. Right away. Right away. Dude, <laughs> you, make, dude, we're all one, we're all wondering why the fuck you're here. What do you mean? <laughs> why are you here? <laughs> you I don't belong love here. It here. You man. don't belong here. I love it here, man. <laughs> Here's see, that's a self-deprecation of this town. Have you noticed that? This town yes, shits on I itself. I do. And that's what's amazing to me. Sorry, you go ahead and finish that no, point go ahead. and I'll No, you go ahead and I'll touch on it. Yeah, it's the self-deprecation of this town like if we see something that's good and it's here, we're like, A, why the fuck is it here? B, it must, it must be fucked up because it's here. <laughs> well, you're certainly right there. <laughs> so, so when you see something, you're like, why is that not in a bigger city? If you see something that like, like something that's unique to Bakersfield, you're like, why is that not in a bigger city? You, you are, Do you think it's I, the I don't influence? Want, I don't want, I don't want to, to make it a handjobby. Okay. So uh, just a handjobby in thing. generalizing, do you... Do you think it's the proximity to Los Angeles and San Francisco that Bakersfield people who grew up here don't see the shine that I see in the town being an outsider? That's, yeah. Is that mm -hmm. fair? Because I come from, it's funny, man. I, I come from, the you know, where I, I've said it only two million times on stage. I come from the Northeast, these little three, four, five thousand person towns. Right. And then moving out here... 90 minutes from Los Angeles um, in this town has about a half a million people in the metro area has anything you could ever imagine wanting to do. Uh, we've got kind of de facto comedy clubs now, uh, theaters, uh, it just anything you about anything you want is here for me. I never run out of stuff to do, but when I run into somebody who was born and raised here, they say that, like, Bakersfield sucks. There's nothing to do. you got to get out of here while you can. Uh, yeah, and I, I wonder if it's from having the, the neighbors that we do. It's that It's that it's probably used to be true. Mm. It probably yes. used to be true. In the old, yeah, when it was a dust bowl. Before, no, before technology, before the Internet. Yeah, the world has shrunk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, I've, and I heard this from, like, the top-tier podcasters. Like okay. they talk about, you know, they're road comics. They see the, they see the country, right. they see the landscape and they've seen how towns much like this one, like in flyover states, mm -hmm. what they call flyover states. That's such a good point. When I first moved out here, it was 2014. And within, uh, within like two or three months, I think after I had just moved out here, Doug Stanhope performed at a show downtown in like this little 150 seat venue. And the name of the tour that he was on was called the shit town tour. Yeah. So you're right. Mm -hmm. But it you can now find what you can find on the outskirts of the bigger cities here in these smaller cities. Right. So it's it's now it's becoming like, yeah, you're right. The world has shrunk for me. And that's kind of what I bank on and why I, I really want to stay here is because for all of us, all of us, when we start doing comedy, none of us know what this is going to turn into. It might not turn into anything. There's no... There seems to be no path on how to get there. Like you, you went and got a psychology degree, so you know you could be a psychologist if you want to. I went to law school. I know I just took the bar exam. I know I could clerk at a law firm or be a DA and eventually work whatever kind of cases I want to. But there seems to be no path or no, no way that you can see the route to get to being a high-level professional 
make a living being a comedian. And not only that, I can't even look at the comedians that are making a living and make a clear delineation from that because I know I'm looking at the venues that I'm involved in that I know the inside baseball pretty well. If 20 big acts are coming in, when I look at it, I can't find a common through line at all as to why some sell tremendously and some don't sell anything at all. Okay, then what's the answer? I have no, why I stay here. No, what's the answer to that riddle? To, to why that, the riddle? Why of, some sell and some no, don't? No, the riddle of yeah, of going through and be like, what is what's the pattern? I still don't know. Is that there is no pattern? So what's the well answer? the pattern? Yeah, okay. So what's the answer? Chaos theory. Do everything. Podcasts. Do the mics. Right. Write scripts. That's right. Write well, video. To, yeah. Do to, everything. Yeah. Something's gonna Something hit. Something will stick. And that's that. That, that is gets kinda, you notoriety, and the notoriety supplies your comedy. Yeah. Do everything you can do. You can give the attention to do well. Well, if, if you yes. yeah, if you do dog shit of everything, it could be a little bit. But I see people doing dog shit of things. No, but and see, it gets you, big. You, you, you never have, know. What's you have to do the dog shit because that's like your mixtape. Yeah. If you if you want to break it down to hip hop, that's your mixtape <laughs> in preparation for your album. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you're putting out the dog shit. That, just, I should let my listeners know that Eddie and I s- super vibe uh, in the rap and hip hop right. movement so much so that we've corrupted a sweet young boy in this town <laughs> <laughs> who's gone from like a like a like a sweet like a young. Like country a rode- like a rodeo drive country boy <laughs> <laughs> to now he is a death row rap fan. <laughs> and he's the best, man. I'm really happy with what we did. <laughs> Me too. I don't think I would have uh, withstood his barrage of country singles. Exactly. Oh, no, new, I couldn't. New age country singles oh, at that. Oh, God damn it. I know. When somebody requests Body some Johnny like Cash. back road or some shit. So, I when, could, yeah. when somebody requests some Dwight Yoakam, some Johnny Cash, some mm-hmm. some good stuff. Some I'm Waylon, like, some Willie. It sounds good. It does. It has a sound Because to it. it speaks to you. It's yeah, telling yeah, yeah. a story. It, it's something in there. But he would probably bring in some... <laughs> Well, you know what it reminds me of? Yeah, it's to me, it sounds like the... Uh, I've had younger siblings, because again, Papa's a Rolling Stone. Uh, it sounds like all those Disney Channel tunes that like all the... It sounds like Hannah Montana with a twang is what the beats all sound like <laughs> to me. It sounds like all that, like a high school musical, but you put a fiddle saw in it now. Now, see, these aren't my words, so they can be said... They're my goddamn words. words. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a comic say this. He's like... New country. I mean, it might have been Stanhope, actually. Mm. It's one of those guys that has biting commentary. Yeah. It's like, it's hip-hop for oh, people. Oh, no, it's Wheeler Walker Jr. said this. We, it was, uh, yes, it was. It was. It was. It was. It was. It's hip-hop for, pe- for white people <laughs> who are scared of black people. That's correct. <laughs> and, and when you listen to it, man, it's a, the first time I heard that Jason Aldean song. I was, uh, I'm like, why does this have a b- boom-bap beat <laughs> on it? Yeah, but he raps, and I was like, what the fuck <laughs> is this, man? This is bad. And every new country song, even when I connected with it, there'd be one line in the song that ruined it like i was living in tulsa when i heard the song fly over states which i'm sure you haven't heard because why would you (laughs) but it's this thing about like oklahoma and like all these places and it's this nice i forget who it is it might be jason aldean or luke bryan or whoever just one of those guys right uh just you know put on a pair whoever's pair of tight jeans it is i forget which one's wearing them but it's i love the song and then in the third verse uh it says he sings one location and then he goes 
feel that freedom on your face. And I went, God, freedom on, freedom on your face? Put some freedom on your face. How can I, as a grown man, sing, put that freedom on your face? Horrible. I want to say that now. Too short. Too short should say, put some freedom on your face, bitch. Bitch, I want to put this freedom on your face. But he meant it. It wasn't irony. Whoever was singing this meant that shit. It's your dog in this place <laughs> to put freedom on your face. Uh, <laughs> so I think what I'm trying to say is it's the reason I want to stay terrible. in Bakersfield. <laughs> the, re- the reason I want to stay in Bakersfield is because especially can who knows what this will turn into if any of us will ever crack through and actually make make this thing big time. I think some of us can. I hope some of us can. But my dream is that we can make it happen from here, the like the like the music scene did in the Dwight Yoakam and the Buck Owens days, they or the Bakersfield Sound, or in comedy Boston in the eighties. Uh, you know, what do you, or, what do you think? Or I Houston tag- in the eighties and nineties. Like I, I'd love to know that a, out of this hub, I've seen the talent that's here. That because if one person cracks through and it's the right person, they're gonna take everybody else who should be there with them. And and the dream that I have is that we can crack through and that somebody will know the talent that came out of here because right. I think there's something special going on. It's just that we're screaming into an empty hallway right now if we can ever fill that hallway i just told landon i'm like i could give a fuck i've been screaming at a wall for nearly 30 years <laughs> yeah that's where i'm home that's where i'm home just, just screaming at a wall like damn it that's right so. screaming at a wall screaming at people in front of that wall i've seen you do that before too which is what i'm saying is you you're like uh you're the pit bull of the group like sometimes i'm i can be I can be nice to the point of being phony because I am afraid of how mean I might be if I open up. So yeah. sometimes I don't, and I, this is something I'm trying to work on, honestly, is that there's sometimes I don't say the thing that needs to be said or avoid the talk that needs to be had because I'm worried that I'm going to go way overboard and crush somebody if I do. Right. You know how to walk that line much better than me. So if I'm being full of shit, you kind of walk up and, and underneath <laughs> of me deliver the line of like no nah, I wasn't feeling that this homie. needs to <laughs> I wasn't feeling that that shit sucked <laughs> yo there's eighty people here and that okay, shit we, sucked we don't, don't, don't bring that bullshit we, up here again. we don't we don't have to mention names no we don't you said it to most of the names <laughs> <laughs> no I haven't said it to most of the names yeah I've had, I've said it okay do you have a favorite line that you've said to somebody like that. It's also my most shameful because it made you walk away yep. like a like a disappointed father. <laughs> I'm like, damn it. I, <laughs> okay, but it, see, but no, it shit was, like that, see, shit like that, that to me, I put it as a seminal moment in my in my comedy career mm-hmm. because it's your choices. That's right. You could have chosen to stay there and laugh at it. Yeah, oh, yeah. And that would have encouraged me to be that person more. Yeah. But because you walked away, I'm like, oh, that that wasn't cool. It made mm-hmm. me feel bad. Yeah. See, moment, Chris Flail def- diffused some bullying. But it's why we're a good one-two punch. It's why we run the Tembler mic together and it works out well is because we we float those two lines. It's the same way as my older brother, Derek. Um, we 
obviously being much older than the other siblings uh, in, in years before were pretty plugged in and hands-on and raising the younger siblings, especially my younger brother, Cody. Uh, Derek's a tough, hard-ass guy, and I'm more like open, sensitive. So I was often the arm-around-the-shoulder guy, and yeah. Derek was often the kick-in-the-ass guy. And well, see, that's why you say you have that mother energy, right? Somewhere in between us was the right message i was probably always going to fluff it a little bit too much he was probably always going to harden it a little bit too much that's that's which is us like i said i can i can nice you into the way of bullshitting you sometimes by trying to coach somebody and sometimes you can be direct to somebody to the point of being hurtful and so when we team up on somebody it usually turns out well sure and i think that's that person that you're that you said the thing you Said terrible, to. just terrible. <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to? <laughs> do you want to frame the story real quick? I I don't because the line I think should be self-explanatory. Did I, you say the line? No, I didn't say the line yet. Are you going to say the line? Yeah, sure. Okay, <laughs> so sorry in in advance to whoever this applied to. Yeah, we don't yeah. even remember. Right, exactly. I said, hey, when are you gonna write a when are you gonna write a punchline? When, <laughs> the person. The person just got out. Eddie and I are talking outside of this one venue. The comic pulls up and gets out, and he's like, "Hey, bros!" Like, not "Hey, bros," but it was just kind of like, "Hey, what's going on?" And and Eddie goes, "Hey, man, when are you gonna write a punchline?" <laughs> and then you just walked away, and I just went, "Man, <laughs> what the fuck? What? <laughs> what are you? He just came to say hi." Okay, but See, I, have- I bet you in a year he'll thank you for that. Because he's he's doing very well now, um, and as much as I did walk away, there's a shred of me that knows that eight people need to hear that too right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see, here's here's the thing about that. I don't most nights, yeah. especially when I used to do both nights the music. Yeah, I don't have room to be out of the room. Yeah, when somebody is doing the same. Set up, no punch. Set up, no punch. Set up, no punch. When are you gonna finish a joke? You're hostage. I'm. And, yeah, I'm. I'm like, cause and, if I move, especially since he, uh, he or she, yep, or Zer, Zim, Zim, or he, she, or she, could identify. And it could go interspecies. Yeah, we don't know. We don't could know. Could be a dolphin. Right. You don't know when they're gonna. I think you discussed this with Boydston. Okay. You don't know when they're gonna get off stage. That's right. So it's like I you have to stay I put. have to stay put. Mm-hmm. So now I have to listen to new and I have to catch myself because I'm like these guys are new. You sucked ass until 2 months ago. You you but you <laughs> so you were one of those, calm down. You were one of those people that started off very quickly, very comfortably. Did that put you on edge starting off so comfortably? How long have you been doing it now? Almost 3 years. Okay, almost 3 years. And I remember when you started, you started at Tumblr, right? Yeah. Were you wearing red sneakers that day? I feel I like that was a red sneaker day. Red hat. No, uh, the Phillies hat I have. Black okay. with red bill. I remember you starting and being very comfortable and seeming like well beyond your years in stand-up right off the get-go. And then I remember there being just a really quick... I saw this was with Richard, too. There was a really short like three- or four-month period where it seemed like you became cognizant that you were doing something up there that was that was ahead of your time and trying to capture it and chasing it and not understanding of like what is going on, kind of like a figure it out phase. Like with Richard, Richard started when he was so young and he was very comfortable when he got up so much so that he put some of the 
elder statesmen uh, on edge, on edge, big time. Some of them like fell away after seeing Richard because they're like, I'm this far in, and I'm not as good as this kid that just. And there was one or two comics that he sounds like his voice and his cadence of talking sounds like, but he was much further along than they were. So that really made them upset. But then him being like an 18, 19 year old guy, you go through that phase of like, who am I? What am I? By the way, I just came out of that phase two years ago. <laughs> I'm 32. So, <laughs> You're going to so, allow a lot of room. Of, yeah, a of course. Some of latitude. Room. Of course. So I noticed there would be that same thing where he kind of went through the waves of what am I? Who am I? What is it that I was doing up there and trying to chase that dragon to getting back to it again? And it took a couple months to just get comfortable again in, in his own skin. Did you feel that at all? Well... See my my in, my initial see it's it's I've been th- racking my brain like trying to remember the I know past you have two, the past Eddie, two years. I said Eddie's a psychology degree. He is our Sigmund Freud, B.F. Skinner, <laughs> Jean Piaget <laughs> of the group for sure. So I spent. That's why I put you on the goddamn couch nah. this time instead of putting. Yeah, that's right. Lay back. Tell tell me about your. That's right. All right. Who hurt you? Uh, who <laughs> hurt me? The world hurt me, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it, the answer is always the world. Okay. Everything hurt me. Everything hurt me. The, uh, okay, you want to hear a hurt story? Well, no. Well, no. I, <laughs> you, uh, comedy. Uh, uh, you've been thinking about this okay. a lot. So, my initial drive was always right. Okay. Always right. Oh, stay writing. No, I'm not gonna do this because. Oh, I was gonna uh, take. A, I was gonna grab my <laughs> I was phone. Grab a nap. I was gonna grab my phone and take a picture. If you <laughs> said laying look, down. Look, if you, if, you, you keep talking, I'm taking my right. headphones off. Okay, so. In my initial drive was never stop writing, always. If if every set, I don't know if you. And it changed. It changed when, when you said something about it because I don't know if I set it off or if it was the, the trend at the moment. But you you told her, hey, if you guys want to repeat a set, I don't know, anytime in the in the next year, because <laughs> every set, everyone was doing new material. And I felt like maybe I started that off because I came in. I'm like, I'm not going to repeat a set if 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 it bombs, it bombs. This is because if I always stay writing, they always stay writing. Yeah. Once you hit me with that. See, I listen. That's for the middle manager in me. <laughs> I listen. Yeah. When 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 big dog big dog don't speak too much. Corporate came down on me. Big today. dog don't speak too much. <laughs> <laughs> but when big dog speak, little dog listen. <laughs> That's how you avoid not getting punched in your face your whole life. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because I did the same thing when I started, but I had the luxury of down in Tulsa. I was only going to one open mic and it was a lottery open mic that you'd perform the next week. So I was only performing every three to five weeks. And every time I'd go up and be like, I'm going to do something brand new. I'm going to do something brand new. But it wasn't till I came out here and started doing once or twice every week that you just, you know, you just can't churn it out uh, or you're just going to eat shit every night and it's going to be a train wreck. So I was on that same path too, but just natural right. attrition took it out of me. And also I had a lot of backlog. Because I actually started comedy in February of 2015. I love it. 
And I here's love the, it. God damn it, I love okay. you. This is. I was just talking with Alanis in the episode that's going to come out tonight about this too. Is oh, yeah, third every, episode already. Everybody's. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody's. <laughs> and I'll tell you. I'll tell you why off mic. <laughs> <laughs> this is not your dad's podcast. 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's got a start date, and then everyone's got a, their real start date. Right. right and my right. start date is February 9th, two thousand fourteen. But my real start date was August something of. 2013 but i didn't i didn't touch a mic from august to february so when i so i just counted as february i got you okay so technically i have three then i fucking love (laughs) it okay technically my third start date (laughs) (laughs) was june 7 june 19th 2014 uh because i was out here okay 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 so so we've all got three all right so my first 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 time i hit the stage Mm -hmm. was at flappers December 2012. Oh, we're all good stand-up starts. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why do you say that? Oh, fuck. You have some flapper stories? Oh, God damn. Anybody who's been there has got some flapper stories. Okay, what here's, a- here's my flapper story. I'm, I'm there to watch uh, Tom Segura. Uh, it was just a show. Yep. He put a show. It always oh, is. All right. I, I sit right up front. But before the show, there was a, a lottery at Flappers. You know, there's a lottery at Flappers. Mm-hmm. I put my name in. They're like, oh, you've been picked. I'm like, what are the odds? All right, yeah. <laughs> like comedy fan. My first, my first special was Dangerous if Swallowed, Dane Cook. Harmful of, is it, ha- is it harmful, harmful if swallowed? swallowed? Harmful if swallowed. Dangerous if swallowed. It's harmful if swallowed. And I then, used to. I was so glad that the Boston guys came out and defended Dane. Like Patrice would defend Dane Cook because I always liked watching Dane Cook. I thought that it, energy. You know, oh stories are long and drawn out, but he was fun and it I was enjoyed, fun and it was it's new fun and it sprung a whole new genre of comedy. And then they tried to turn him into the Nickelback of comedy and just shit on him. But I, I, you know what? I'm going to put it on the podcast. Nickelback makes me tap my foot when it's on. (laughs) Fuck you. You act like you don't tap your foot when that shit comes on. Uh, (laughs) He thought he was the Burger King. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like that. I'm like, damn, that's gold. Exactly. Because that's because. Okay. See, I from Alanis, I heard something that puzzled me. Just puzzled me. He's like. For such a for such a precise writer as he, mm-hmm. to say something like "Ah, oh, your material doesn't matter," it's it's how you perform it. He he said that and and it, and it threw me for one because I'm like, how you what? <laughs> he I'll tell you yeah he I argue I argue his advice all we argue advices all the time. Yeah. Um and he's yeah he's so good at what he does. Um. I don't know if he knows why he's so good. Mm, okay. I, I, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it would be like if you ask, like a stud athlete, of why they're g- coach someone else, and they'd go, "Oh yeah, oh, you want to you want to score great- two points? Just jump over everyone and dunk the ball." The greatest players are the lousiest coach. The, yeah. So coaches, uh, except for Larry Bird. So I think. <laughs> I think he gets up and he's just he's just really good and I think some of the advice that I argue with him about is him being really good at something and trying to work backwards from there instead of you know yeah instead of intellectualizing what would be good and working his way to doing it but see I think I, I think he's just a naturally good storyteller so right. he thinks material doesn't matter because whatever comes out of his brain is good would be <laughs> my theory uh yeah, but I think I see what he's talking about. Okay, go ahead. Because you can have the w- most thoughtful, well-crafted material, mm-hmm. 
if your energy's not there, if you're not believing oh, that's in it, very true. If you're not, I've told I've told this to our our resident young kid. <laughs> I don't know. How, I don't know how much we want to say his name. Landon Webb. I'll hey, say Landon it right Webb. now. All right, Landon Webb. I know I've you're told, I've told him. Look. Oh yeah, bub. Oh yeah, bub. You do your best sets when you believe your hype. I know. When you believe your material. When I you're know. selling it. When you're just up there performing it, like. Yeah, you, you, and he's like, yeah, I know, man, I know. By the way, he's going to be so good. He's that kid on the football team that uh, you you tap on the helmet and you go, if you just get a mean streak in you, you're going to tear this whole field apart. As soon as, and he's such a it's good. Coming he's, it's coming it's out. Coming it's out, coming out. But he's <laughs> he's such a he's such a good guy and such a modest guy. He hit me with that, Alex. I is did, which episode did you listen to? Uh, I listened to the one you guys just released because we released the edition and and the. I listened to yours. Oh, to just okay, record, mine. you fool. He hit uh, me with that Alex line so quickly. Well, there, the, the, whoever's listening to this I, isn't does, gonna it know. It, it's just between. But he just hit you, he hit you with a, a line that he ball busted with somebody. Bam! Like nothing. Bam! Yeah. Like he hit me with, and he it was like a head clunker. Yeah. I call that a head clunker when you, when you take two heads and just clunk them knock together. them together. Yeah. He knocked mine and somebody else's head. I'm like, whoa, yeah. okay, okay, kid. As soon as he starts yeah. to, he's gonna be like a like a matrix. As soon as he starts to realize that he's mm-hmm. he's got the goods, yeah, I, he's just gonna have to get out of his own head in his own way eventually. Okay, but that's just that's just so with time to wrap up my flapper set. <laughs> <laughs> I think what we're trying to say is my first time doing stand up. First time doing, uh, first time the words the first words out of my mouth into the mic because the lights didn't turn on and I'd been drinking Stella's. <laughs> that, should, <laughs> that should be the name of this podcast. The lights didn't turn on and I'd been drinking. Yeah. <laughs> that's everyone's first time doing comedy. Oh, damn it. That's, that, <laughs> that's going to be the name of the episode. No, if you can encompass... Yeah, <laughs> that is the name of the episode. Son of a bitch. The lights didn't turn on and I was, I was drinking. Drunk. Uh, So I addressed it. It was like, I don't I don't know, and, it got a, and I got a little laugh. Mm-hmm. I was like, huh. Now you're hooked. Because I'm, because I'm like, uh, I just went into the bathroom, and the lights didn't turn on. So, staff, could you go in there? I think I pissed in your sink. <laughs> <laughs> and then it got a little chuckle. Yeah. Then I told this story that I had told my sister about this kid named Joe. By the way, when it comes to working out new stand-up, what a luxury to have a story. Because it's so much better than having bits. Every time I get up and I have a new story, and I know the story of what happened made me laugh, I go. Oh great! I don't have to. I don't have to piss my pants today. I don't have to remember almost yeah, anything. A story. I just get to fucking talk, and I'll tighten the shit up later. Right. So you have a story. So I have a story that I told my sister, mm-hmm. and she's laughing. He, she thinks I'm corny. She thinks I'm corny. She, <laughs> we're both cornballs. She thinks I'm a cornball. So if I can make her laugh, you know I got on. something. Yeah. So I told told this story about this kid I used to know named Joe, and I don't need to tell the story, but it got a black guy to laugh. I'm like. I got a black guy to laugh. I'm cool. Um, I'm, yep. I, I stepped off the stage. I'm like, I'm, I'm cool. Three I can minutes. quit. I can quit this game. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all good. Don't need anything else. All right. Then I really start. Then I really started <laughs> two years later in 2015. Mm-hmm. I was sitting in teaser pleaser. <laughs> uh, explain for the people outside of Bakersfield because there's quite a few of them. Okay. Who, who don't know what teaser pleaser is? Actually, uh, I've I've spent. Uh, at least once a week right across from teaser pleaser <laughs> i still don't know that i quite know what's going on in that place i don't either i've been in there and i don't know what's going on in there mm-hmm. teaser pleaser is a strip club uh-huh. across from 
Somewhere. Across, <laughs> across from a courthouse, fittingly <laughs> enough. So you're so in the strip club. In uh, you're wearing sweatpants tonight, by the way. Were you wearing sweatpants that night? You uh, dirty I I dog. In, I think I was in my sweatpants. You I didn't go dirty, there for the strippers. Yeah. I, you know what? I went in there. You went there for the bartenders, right? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no one. No one's. Yeah, just, <laughs> by the way, I've met two strippers in my life. I've met. Uh, I've met two dozen girls who was a bartender in a strip club. They're all bartenders. No one's a stripper. They all they're all bartenders in there. Hey, listen, I'm always going for the ones that aren't showing ass. <laughs> at, well, as much ass. Yeah. Okay. Right? So yeah. I'm like, okay, you're cute, and you're at least not as dirty as them. Okay. So you got clothes on. Because you got to be the dirty one in the relationship. Of course. Of course. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you. Yeah. Right. So I'm in there, and I'm I'm doing what I do. Drink yep. your drink. Yep. So I'm sitting there <laughs> and I think, what am I doing here? I don't have friends. I don't have anything tying me down. Me and Raquel were on a break. I'm like, what am I doing here? Yeah. I'm not working. Cause I had I dropped everything. How old are you at this point? Twenty six. Okay. I dropped everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, school, everything. I'm like, I wanna be a stand up. Yeah. And I I know you made fun of me for saying this once. I said that I dropped grad school for stand up, and you're like, "Oh, you dropped grad school what to do this four hours a week?" <laughs> Did I really say that? Was <laughs> for twenty minutes a week? You, you dropped out of <laughs> yeah. grad school. You know what? That probably wasn't even directed at you. It was, though. No, (laughs) I know exactly who it was directed at. I'm not going to mention the name, but I had somebody say to me, uh, like, I I had somebody that was, like, in a bad way and they needed money, and I suggested that we get them on the path to, like, get in a job, like, to just to save up some money so that they can get by. And they're like, I can't do that because I'm chasing comedy. And I'm like, yeah, but... You're not doing anything until about six thirty every night, and barely writing. Uh, so it was. Pro- add? <laughs> it was probably just projecting from that person. Oh, okay, okay, uh, I see, I see. Well, it was. I could have seen that if it was any other program. Mm-hmm. The program I was in, mm-hmm. they almost wanted you not to have a social life, mm-hmm. an apparent one. Yeah, because it, for legal and ethical reasons, that should like you know. It, yep. It comes with a lot of red tape, you know, being being that being in that field. I see what you're saying. Because of personal issues and yeah, we, things you take uh, home. In, in the last episode, Joe was just talking about a comic who can't perform in town because she's connected to, she's got work, uh, sensitive work in town. Yeah. So the last thing they want is someone out there, hey, look at me, <laughs> look mm-hmm. at me. Oh, yeah, I also do this thing professionally. Right. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> So I dropped everything. I'm going to do this. I want to do this. This is what I want to do in life. Uh-huh. This is that, that's it. That's all I want to do. Just write jokes. Game over. Yeah, this is it. This is it. And it was just about pulling the trigger. And one night, I'm at Teaser Pleaser. I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I'm not even going to lap dance here. And you don't, you don't have far to walk. <laughs> you can go right across the street and jump ain't, on ain't the that, stage. Ain't that funny? Ain't, ain't that funny? That I think funny. When did Tumblr start? Oh, As God Mike. damn. You know what? That's a good question. I want to say... March 2015, I bet. I want to say that it was... Yeah, it was about It was about two was and a half years ago. Two and a we're half? Coming up on, we're coming up on three years. Oh, because Temblor's barely coming up on three years. 
Uh, I think they just passed. They? I think they just passed three years, and it was a few months into Tumblr that uh, that I came along to start the open mic. No kidding. Yeah, so they had started, and they did two or three comedy shows. So maybe Tumblr started like a couple months before I started. I think so. I think oh, we. Wow. I think we started in like January or February. Isn't that funny? Because in 2015, February of 2015, there yeah. was no across the street there was comedy. no across the street was, at all i didn't know where comedy was in town yep i thought i had to go to la we were hard to find yeah if i'm gonna do comedy i gotta go to la yep now it's a matter of when when do i take off and one of those nights i'm like my car's full of gas it's empty i'm not taking anything yeah let's go go let's do it. it let's go do it yeah i'm driving i hit the grapevine i was i'm on my way okay and I was so this, you're going, you went from teaser pleaser, you're going to Los Angeles. Yeah. Okay. I'm not telling anybody. I'm gonna, what, I'm time gonna of night, what time of night is this? Mm, one. I'm going to wake up in LA. Oh, okay. I'm going to wake up in LA. Okay. That's what's going to happen. And from there, I'm going to find whatever needs to happen for comedy. Somewhere around the grapevine, it's up. I, I always heed advice. There's a saying in Spanish. El que no hay consejo, no llega viejo. All I heard was Jose Canseco. <laughs> <laughs> El que no oye consejo. El que no oye consejo. No llega a viejo. No llega a viejo. Those who don't heed advice don't reach old age. Hey, I like that. Yeah. I remembered something Joey Diaz had heard from somebody who told him. Okay. If you want to start comedy, don't start in LA. Start somewhere else. That's the last place you want to start. Yeah. Because that's what they'll see you as. That's a good point. As just the new guy. You'll never rise from there. Mm -hmm. You want to show up guns blazing. Go get good somewhere else. That's why he did all the triple runs up there. Right. All the Seattle stuff. And I have my own thoughts about starting in L.A. And this it's a generalization, so it's certainly not all of them. And maybe not even most of them. But I know a lot of them that I've seen personally that have started in L.A. Uh, and, and in their first six months to a year developed a very specific voice very specific bad habits and a very specific material Point base. Of view. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and my theory is that there's so many rooms in town that you could get so comfortable on a stage so quickly, but so many of those rooms have no people except jaded comedians in them who have been in the grind that they develop this style to fill all of the space in their bits so they come off with this kind of sarcastic, rummaging through stream of consciousness, shallow topic. Uh, stand-up right uh that that if you fall into that you could spend the next couple of years working your way out of right. uh, so one of the things that i see is a lot of la comics that i've seen three months in seem way more comfortable on stage and way ahead of the bakersfield eight-month comic but then as both comics hit that year and a half the bakersfield comic will leapfrog once they're comfortable on stage in material and and diving deeper than some of those la people will right so anyway, I didn't mean to hijack that. You're oh, driving. No, no, that's you're, cool. you're driving down to L.A. and on the grapevine, Joey Diaz pops in your head. Like okay, yeah, that's a professional. who, by the way, is uh, in two days going to be at Tumblr. Hey, look hey, at that. How about that? How about that's who that's who hijacked our our Wednesday boat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's yep. cool. Though. That's who hijacked. That's, that's, that's who, who hijacked. Should, yeah, that's who should hijack your boat. That's that's exactly that's undercut the novel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. right. Okay, so I I turn around, come back home. I'm like, okay, drawing board. Yeah. Where are we going from here? Right, right, right. Right, right, right. What's, what are you writing about? Mm -hmm. Writing about whatever it is that I need to write, get out. 
you know? Yep. And in the process, I start piecing back whatever it is my life was, okay. what I wanted to keep, the people I wanted to keep in it. Mm -hmm. And that all fell into place. And then a year later, I get hit up by Norman Colwell. Don't just, know him. I, it, it doesn't matter because okay. I don't know him either. Oh, okay. He just adds me and adds me to a theater group. And in that theater group, somebody posted about Tembler Open Mic. Wow. That's how I found out about it. Wow. So this random stranger hits me up about a theater group, and in that theater group, stand-up comedy. Wow. How about that? Yeah. And that's what brought you out? Yep. Did you go to L.A. and do comedy that night, or did you turn back? I turned back. You turned back. And the next time was at Tembler. And that's where our beautiful budding relationship started. Oh. Oh. So how long was it from the time you started until you became the music man at Tembler? A couple months, maybe. Not too long, right? Whenever whenever Bruce Gray left. Okay. Cause oh, because Bruce was on the ones and twos. No, well, mm, was Bruce on the ones and twos? It was either Bruce or Tad or somebody. Tad was on the ones and twos when okay. I got there. Okay. And then they both left together. That's right. They moved down to, to LA. LA. To try their luck and at then, this Whatever this is. Whatever 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 this, whatever this is. thing is. I can't wait to get Bruce on this thing, by the way. <laughs> we've we've got a couple interesting stories. Speaking of that, uh, during our time at Tembler, uh we've been we've had a couple interesting stories together, uh running that room together. Uh whichever I think there's one that you wanted to talk about. Uh there's also one that I wanted to talk about on my end. Okay. Um, we were going to talk about, uh, you tell me which one you want to talk about first. The one where uh, you almost gave a man a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> we can go with that one first because <laughs> I don't know what yours is. And it, I'm... Uh, it's along the same, it's me taking my medicine uh, even though I, I was, you know, talking you th through, okay. through yours. Okay, okay. So... I'll let you tell the story. Uh, so, uh, what have we affectionately called this person before? We've called Old John Hacker, but oh. uh, people won't know who that <laughs> old is. Old John Hacker. <laughs> uh, people won't know who that is. He was just an old man uh, who came to Tumblr by himself and was planning to leave with company. Was he there? I thought they were together. They weren't together. They met there. Oh, I'm sorry to that guy. Right? Yikes. I didn't but he, know that. But he plowed through. Oh, yeah, he did. He uh, I, had I known he wasn't with her? So he was an older, uh, like, he looked like an old train conductor. <laughs> he did. But like Christmas train, not like right. blue collar train. <laughs> so then there's this chick. Let's call her Ancient Barbie. Yeah. Right? Just haggard. Z Zombie Shakira. Zombie Shakira. That was the right name. Yes. <laughs> Zombie Shakira just keeps on heckling and just keeps on trying to make the show about her. And do you remember why? I don't. She used to be an exotic dancer. Oh, boy. And she knew that there was an open mic, so she thought she'd well, be able to. Well, from my time at the Teaser Pleaser, didn't I, can see tell you, I, could I could tell you I understand that behavior. <laughs> I, I don't. I wasn't there long enough. I'm not she wanted to get on stage and bare her breasts for the audience. And as a host, I couldn't do that no, you could to not. my people. Uh, so we wouldn't let her on stage. Listen, you're, you're look, see, you say I'm a pit bull. I'm your pit bull. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't ban I don't bite the hand that feeds you that feeds me. <laughs> All right. Metaphorically speaking. Alright. <laughs> I understand. I understand the dynamic. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I know you're in a bind. Because you can't I can't you can't lay into her the way she deserves but to be. But you know laid who into. can. 
you know who can anonymous man <laughs> turning the ones and twos <laughs> i i think i've bought myself enough stock in the room the dj could to, tear the shit out of these you two. know what I mean, he was having a bad day it could be hyped to that it could be chalked up to he was having a bad and i i, I, I might have been of course yeah and she, and she didn't help right so so she and at sometimes her now date kept chirping and interrupting the show yep 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 and, and they are they're maybe three feet from you you're behind the bar playing another, the tunes proximity did not help that situation you are i mean you you turn around and you're in their kitchen yeah i turn around and i start shooting daggers at them mm-hmm. and they're not answering I'm no like, social cues because oh, they're hammered they're so hammered and we found out later that the that shakira had had gone to a number of bars and done this in this bar a number of times before. Mm, okay. So they knew they knew they these, knew who they were dealing they knew with. these two were gonna be a problem. I got you. I knew you were trouble when you walked in, kind of thing. <laughs> I hate that you I, I didn't I, have it in me I, to I, sing it. Ill, I didn't Ill, have it in me to uh, sing uh, it. I was half, gonna I was gonna sing it, Ill, but I didn't commit half an ill. Half an ill. <laughs> if you would have sung it, it would have been the full ill. Fair. Half an ill. Fair. Okay. So <laughs> zombie Shakira won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> So I do what any powdered keg of a Guatemalan would do. I turn around and I yell, hey, shut the fuck up. And with it like just, I'm like, if you make a move, either one of you, I'm clunking your heads. And with, yeah, with every syllable, every syllable, Eddie inches closer and more angry to the man. Because he's like, he's like, look, miss. I can't. I can't. I can only ask you to leave. I can kill you, sir. So, <laughs> and it was. <laughs> it, it was, was everything it was, that was. <laughs> it was yes, that's right. She did not it deserve was everything. It. it was decades of Guatemalan civil unrest. Hey, motherfucker! <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> and and the, I was, a look of fear and panic <laughs> set into both of them, <laughs> and especially the man. Who they went from heckling to immediately put his hands. He just put his hands up and he went, "Hey, yo!" He just put his hands up and he went, "Hey, hey, hey!" Like he he, he was, "Hey, hey, hey!" I'm not then, sure and, what he's capable of. I then, don't want to find out what he's capable of. And then blamed her for everything. <laughs> I have nothing to do with this train wreck. So she goes out and tells on us. <laughs> of course, she has to. Yeah, she has to. Yeah. And listen, I don't. Okay, I'm gonna tie in a story into this from when you told me, "Hey, I put you cut back." <laughs> okay, I put you cut back. Go ahead. And you look. I never took it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was funny, and then I proceeded to make that material for the next couple of weeks. Yep. No fault. No fault. That's what you do. I mean, if you're that much of an expo, no, you're yeah, you're working shit out, right? Okay, so I was aware that I was overdoing it, overdoing uh, consumption, consumption consumption of relaxation products. (laughs) Yes, particularly alcohol. That that really doesn't vibe. Yeah, with comedy for me, the other one does. Okay, but not overdoing it either. Okay, everything in moderation, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. So you're like, you got to tone it back. I'm like, motherfucker. Do you remember? I, I kind of remember what I said to you. I already knew this. You just extended the process by about three months. <laughs> well, what happened was you had, you had gone through a particularly, it, it seemed like a particularly heavy period of, yeah. uh, of the yeah. sauce. And I waited until we were at another venue and no one was, I waited until you were in the car by yourself. 
uh, and I walked up and I, I just said something like, "Hey, man, you you know I you, you know you know I love you, and I don't want to. I just, I'm just telling you this is is a really right. good friend. I think I think you've been boozing a lot more than you you normally do, and I think it's fucking with you a little bit, and only because I, I've noticed it on stage and when you come off stage." Uh, and I, I just want to let you know that I think it's fucking with you and it's holding you back a little bit, but I, I didn't want it to be weird. So I was trying to catch you when no one right. was here. And, and the part of me that understands where that came from yeah. is like all, like all the appreciation you can imagine. The part of me that grew up with an older brother <laughs> was like, fuck you. Fuck you don't you. tell me what to do. I'm going to drink myself silly for the next three months just to show you. Yeah. So it was like I'm like, damn it, Chris. <laughs> and and for me, I'm sitting in I'm sitting in the I'm like, thank you, but damn it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting in the comedy venue now waiting for the show to start. And I'm like, man, I like I hope that went over okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you come walk in. But I was like, I'm glad I'm glad I got to catch him when no one was around. Right, so right, right. only he and I could have that talk. Yeah. And then you got on stage and <laughs> right just away. told the whole the, story. The whole story. <laughs> You're like, nah, everyone's knowing what you <laughs> said, motherfucker. <laughs> Never malicious. So when they see me drunk, they're going to know it was you. It was you that caused it. You did it. Okay. So how does that tie into the zombie Shakira? I was, I felt terrible after I did it. <laughs> I felt terrible. And I was planning to very much apologize for what how i had behaved to them to them yeah then someone i won't say who mm -hmm. from wherever said i, I think you should apologize <laughs> and i said fuck you yeah, in my head that's it that's it yep <laughs> fuck you mm -hmm. i'm not apologizing now i yeah. wanted to i'll do the right thing on my own but i will do the wrong thing out of spite <laughs> right yeah. I'll, I'll take the Right, and then I'm like, "Damn it, it's not my mic. If it was my mic, I would maybe, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's not. So cool it." <laughs> and what fucked it up is that when I did that, that was the solution, because it shut them the fuck up. They were done. They were done. Well, once I apologized, they started up again. They started. I'm they like, felt. Damn it. They felt justified. Yes, vindicated. But the good thing is they never came back. Mm, yeah. So they so, and and the staff knew. So the staff knew you were right. Right, but uh, they can't I, say them. And right? I and I knew that you were right. They but the other thing that that does is, no. a lot of times, especially in a small town scene, a lot of times running this stuff is all about buying stock, building stock. Yeah, so yeah, they yeah. know you were right. They know you had a whole show to manage and a bunch of songs to play, and you're managing all the comics coming up, and you got your own set to worry about. Oh, that gives me another Timbler story. They know you got a ton of shit going on, and you did what you had to do to keep them quiet to push along the show. But then they know also you did everything you could after you yelled at them to make it right, which is where the building the stock in it comes, which is right. it's little things like that. But I feel of, like I sold it all that night. And now I'm just buying it. <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right. Now, OK, I understand. But it's, it's little things like that that have built the scene in town so much. It's the it's the fact that we do those things. It's the fact that we help clean up afterwards. It's the fact that everybody's acts professional and is respectful and everybody's gotten to know not only the staff but the owners on a good basis it's all those things that have allowed us to stay there long enough to build a audience following because in the first year to year and a half any open mic is going to be really touch and go and it's very hard to justify to a business why they should let you stay especially when they look at the weirdness that's going on in that room right 
Um, and all those things had let us stay long enough to build a venue that now we can open for Joey Diaz or we can put on a show in a place that can fill 300 people for just us. Right. Uh, so th- that stuff is huge. So even though you were probably grinding your teeth tremendously when you had to apologize, when you, when you made yourself apologize you to know, them. You know how many times I quit Music Man in my head? <laughs> when you came up, hey, fuck face, play something. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I don't need this, motherfucker. You're not paying me anything. <laughs> well, who the fuck do you think you're talking to this way? That's out of context. It really is. And that's our relationship, it is. though. It is. But, here, okay. Here, we probably I, do that once a week. Either no, you, no, there's no. See, I can, I can say it that way because... Now it's smooth as butter. Now we just, I could walk in two minutes before I try not to. <laughs> but if it needs to happen, I could walk in two minutes before you're like, okay, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You're boom, good to go. Boom, boom, boom. And then now you won't even have to. But in the earlier days, <laughs> I know you know you're late when you ask me if I'm ready. <laughs> when you walk in, you go, you ready? I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. I've been getting ready in the car, baby. <laughs> 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 and it's a deletion of of substances in my case oh, it's what God. i'm hey look i want to do a, a montage of me not doing things <laughs> okay. getting ready for a set <laughs> <laughs> i go p- grab a beer and i put it back like a rocky <laughs> yeah. montage are you doing the right thing picking up the pipe and then putting it down <laughs> yeah <laughs> without without lighting it <laughs> yeah punching someone in the arm and then like like brushing like, it okay yeah. or going to punch something but then holding back and going give them the thumbs up instead <laughs> Nah, 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 so, nah. I'll tell you a Tumblr one where I took my medicine okay. and you were there for it. Huh. Uh, <clears throat> new comic started that that week or the week before, which uh, typically can be great. Sometimes it can be really bad. In this case, in this case, it always makes for a tough night when someone starts doing comedy and they bring everyone they've ever known to come out <laughs> to see them. Because here's what happens: in a lineup of 25 comedians going up that night. The entire crowd is there to see one person. One person. And they are miserable until that person times. goes up. That's right. Yeah, they they hate it. Because they're only there, they're not there to see comedy. They're there to see their friend do comedy. And he's and it's his first time, so he's not even doing comedy. Right. Who knows what the fuck he's doing up there? <laughs> what he thinks he's doing. He's talking about pissing in a dark room and some story that made his sister laugh. He don't know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> 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 you don't know what the fuck he's doing. He just got it. He came he, fresh off a lap dance coming down to this. So this guy gets up and he's got 60 people there to see him. That's right. He was there the week before, but his goddamn entire audience was miserable the whole time. So I said, uh, I said, you're not going up last. You're going to go up early. And then that way, if everybody wants to leave, they can leave. Well, for whatever reason, they didn't leave. They just got trashed. <laughs> I mean, tr- I mean, trashed. Right. This venue has great craft beers, and some of them are like 9 or 10% alcohol volume. Each of them must have had seven or eight big glasses of this beer. Crushed. And everybody starts he- like heckling, heckling. Right. And I'm trying everything I can. And eventually I go, I, I'm at the point where I'm at wit's end and I lose my cool. And I go, you know what? I'm just going to go back to my martinis days and mercilessly he- uh, mercilessly make fun of yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just start hammering this group of four people, two ladies and their dates, and then one or two other people between 
between the acts to try to keep them quiet. And then after the night's over, uh, everything's being settled. I'm putting away the things on the stage, rolling up the cords and all that. And this guy comes up to me who looks like a jobber. He looks like a professional wrestler who gets beat every time. You know what I mean? (laughs) He looks like the Brooklyn brawler, basically. Um, And he comes up. He's like, hey, man, you didn't have to do that. And for whatever reason, I'm trying to reason with a drunk guy. So I try to give him the explanation of why and tell him why he was disrespectful. And then a guy who he was with also comes up and lets me know that he he took exception. And so I start telling him the same thing. And then their dates come up. And as soon as their dates come up, they're not going to reason anymore. Not only is there a pride on the line, but now they have someone to stand in front of them and hold them back. So now they're pretending they want to fight. And then after that, five other dudes come up who is part of this group. And they pretend they want to fight. And then another five people come up, same thing. And then a couple of their dates matriculate through, and they're holding them back, so everyone's getting really aggressive. And then the one guy of their group who actually wants to fight comes up, and he, he charges me. And they actually have to, they actually have to stop him. Oh shit! And he leans in and he goes, "You fight! I know you fight! I know you do fighting shit! I do it too, motherfucker! Let's go outside and do it! Let's go do it!" I remember that, yeah. You do fighting shit. I do Gracie I shit. I do Gracie shit, motherfucker! Let's go outside. I didn't know he charged you. I knew. He, I heard him yell he, all that shit. I was like, "Yeah." He charged. Okay. He charged at me the way someone who just had fifteen Listen, beers. This, this is how. This is how I have your. So back. like in slow motion. This is how I have your back. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm a day of the dog type of dude. All right. You're not. I appear on very little paperwork. You if what? I, I'm, I'm a day of the dog. I'm a day I of the jackal. Say, I always say. Dude. I'm like, okay, look, this guy has a lot more to lose than I do. I always say, if, if I, I had to kill somebody and bury a body, Eddie Molina is the Eddie Molina is <laughs> the guy a lot that I call. Of shit to lose. I, Eddie Molina is. I got two rider dies in the group. You and Mike Scott, because Mike, you know what Mike Scott did in the back of the room while this was going on? He put his hoodie up. Uh huh. I saw him uh-huh. put his hoodie up. Yeah, 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 and he's he's just waiting for this to happen. But I know, I know that we're at a family, yeah, business it class step. If it, if anything happens, look, uh, it's that, over. The the numbers thing, I I learned this uh, from soccer because I used to ref. Mm-hmm. When, Yo, what a thankless job, by the way. I used to ref oof. bitty basketball. Oh, really? And I never fought with more people, including my own family members, more like fist fight. No, just like not speaking to <laughs> right, each other. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay, now just turn that all into lawless Mexicans <laughs> with no papers. <laughs> right? How are you going to track these animals if they mercilessly assault you? Yeah. Which they did a few times. Oh, wow. Yeah, a couple Gu- Guatemalans. They have to be Guatemalans. They're fucking the worst. <laughs> they really are. Guatemalan, your own people. <laughs> Shit, just <laughs> Your own worst. people. Mm-hmm. No one likes Guatemalans, including Guatemalans. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny, my best friend back home's Guatemalan, and he used to drive with his family home uh, back to Guatemala. I bet you I would hate him. <laughs> I bet you would. And, uh, but they would have to leave their... Tenía que ser chapin. He, he, he would have to leave their cars at certain stations, and like then they'd all drive together, and they left the van there the one time, and when they came back to it, it was on blocks, and all the, like his sneakers were stolen, and that's what he... He opened up the van and looked at it empty, and he said, fucking Guatemala. <laughs> <laughs> So he has said that to me too. Fucking Guatemalans. Fucking Guatemalans. Guatemalans. So, okay. Why, why were we you, talking about? Uh, people oh, okay. tried to assault you at a soccer game. 
we always knew, keep a couple guys that look like they can go. Keep a couple guys in the crowd. And if 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 you had them, you had them. If you don't, you don't. Mm-hmm. It's just you're less likely to do something. Right. In numbers. Right. Like if they, you just walk out there, they see it. They think they see what they think they see. Mm-hmm. Whether that's the truth or not, you're going to show them pretty quick one way or the other. Right. They're, whether they're right and they beat the shit out of you. Right. Or whether you're right and you, and you lay out three drunk dudes. And you get arrested. And you get arrested. In a, in a soccer referee uniform. <laughs> you know? Like, there's no winning. Oh, and, and see, as a ref, you got your hands tied. If you're federated, yeah. if you're, uh, like, associated, which I was, because my dad is always by the book. He's like, do shit by the book. Yeah. It's lawman. Okay. <laughs> so you're, you're, yeah. Yeah. He's like, no, you do. You get kicked book. out of the Federation. Don't get kicked out of this family. Oh, shit. <laughs> we don't want, we don't want this type of. Oh, nah. shit. No, no, no. It wasn't that bad. Federacion <laughs> de Molina. Like, but like, damn it. Like, you know, like, hey, you better fucking do shit right. Right. It was always like that. See, you see, okay. You, you see how I am, right? Mm-hmm. I'm always moving. Mm-hmm. I'm always doing something. Even when I'm not doing something, I'm doing something. In case in point, like yep. shit I've shown you. Like, hey, look. Hey, always busy. You like this? Because I'm like, I'm always doing something. It's because when I was 12, and it's one of those snapshot memories, you know? Okay. You keep shit. I just remember him yelling, Paquete quiero. Which means, like, what what, what do I want you for? Oh. I had a, we had a similar thing where my dad would tell us we don't have any work in us. And that was like a, that felt like they just took everything. This, ah, you don't have any work in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what that meant. So now I assess my, I assess how people see me or how they, how much they accept me based on how much how, I work. How busy you are, how yep. productive. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for me, uh, it, it ended and we're, we're in two bad spots. Like I, they were being unruly, sure, but I went for epic takedown instead of what's best for for the room Mm. and what i did was alienated a couple of men in front of their dates which i know i put them in a spot where they for the sake of their own i'm I'm, i come from a pride-based respect-based region i i feel like psychology missed out on a on a mind here with you i started out psychology did you yeah but uh switched yeah switched quickly you're, you're good at that you're good at breaking people down. <laughs> really? And the reason well, the way they reason. So that and I know I know what that's like. Right. So I put them in a spot where they sort of have to confront me because they're not going to see me again. They got to see those dates for as long as they can. For as long as they do. For as long as they do. Right. Uh so it, that was one of the times where I learned not only not only know your audience but but do what's best for because you could you could do the YouTube hashtag epic takedown and ruin your venue or get killed, by the way. Yeah. Uh, for every guy that gets chest kicked in Vegas, there's a guy that, that gets, gets shot shit. on the porch of the comedy yeah, store yeah. or whatever whatever happens. So y- you got to really keep an eye on that. Um, now, what I will say <laughs> is the next night, uh, I didn't quite practice that yet. Just like when I told you what I told you at your car, you still drank for three months. When I showed up to the rocket shop the following evening, I walked in and this new comics, all their people were there. And in the corner of the room, I saw what looked like the guy who actually wanted to fight there. Mm. And now I'm home. 
Aye, aye, aye. And now I'm in a place where we abut a private airport where we can walk a half a mile down the runway where no one will ever see and hear us and beat each other to death. Yeah. So I beeline over to this side of the table and I'm about to stick my finger in this guy's face and one of the other people who's part of the family hey, goes, that's not him. That's not him. Oh. That's not him. Whoa. And and, <laughs> and then I realized the guy's looking at me like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And I went, oh, I'm sorry. And sorry. And shook his hand. That's not him. They knew. They, <laughs> they knew. They knew. Oh, they knew. They knew what they saw walking right. across the room. Uh, now, again, not do, I'm doing the wrong thing, but <laughs> but luckily they were sober in my in my head. I'm here. I'm interpreting the story as yes. Yes. <laughs> kill him. Yeah. Kill him now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm such a man. The worst. Right, but yeah, again, doing the wrong thing because there's a there's one to two dozen of them. They they could all beat the shit out of and me. You know what that feeling is? It's just me watching the movie. I don't really want anyone to do anything no, ever. No, it's not worth it. And, and it's not yeah, worth it ever. That's exactly right. It ne- it's never worth it. So I finally got my wits about me. And on, like two or three weeks later, I saw the actual guy. We were at, uh, we were at Tembler again. And he kinda, I saw him slinking in the back halfway through the show. And he was kind of like kind of concealing himself, as you do when you act in a way that you're not proud of. But I had acted in a way that I wasn't proud of either. So we kind of avoided each other for a few comics and then I walked by, we kind of caught each other's eye, we, we shot a glance and a, and a laugh, and I shook his hand, and we were good. Yeah. Yeah. Happy, so it, happy was a nice, it was a nice ending. Nice, happy ending. So the same way that you almost killed that old man by heart <laughs> attack or by beating, uh, I've put myself in those spots as well. Right. And that's the only reason I had presence of mind when you freaked out at the guy to, to grab you in the back of the room and go, hey, I know he's wrong, but it, you can't. Because Child. if you because if you put that guy in his place the way he deserves, it shuts down the whole room and it makes it makes everyone else feel weird and they, they did. and they and they don't deserve it. They kinda did. But I only know that because I've done it a half dozen times. Right. And yeah, so it's just one of those things. Yeah. So there we are. There we are. Uh before we close this out, do you I know you had a bunch of stories and we're not gonna get to all of them. No, so of we'll, course we'll not. just have you back on uh as like the Joe Allenies residency on this podcast, mm-hmm. we'll have you back on to talk about more. Dope. Do you have one closeout uh, particular show set night? I think this is a running theme on this show now. Hmm. The winter classic. Oh, you were there. I was there. I was on. The you were at the Wayne Gretzky hockey game. It's one of my. It's one of my uh, uh, mug shots. <laughs> it's one of my uh, pictures. Okay, it's pictures. a headshot. Yeah, sure. Okay. Not really because it's, <laughs> it's me tiny. <laughs> and me on a on a on the what is it? The jumbotron. Yeah, the jumbotron. That's all. I watched wrestling growing up, so it's the jumbotron. It to is me. the jumbotron. Of course, it is. So, oh ah, next time we can get into all that. Well, next we'll see time. if there's we have a, time. We'll see if we have time for the other one. Okay. So, because so th- that's that's the whole pick. But so I was sold this as you're gonna perform in front of. <laughs> Twenty to thirty thousand people. Are you excited? Oh my god! <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course, I'm excited. <laughs> what do you think? Because <laughs> you weren't there for Rocktoberfest. No. So <laughs> you've never you've never dealt with this goddamn snake oil salesman <laughs> before. <laughs> 
He's always got a, I love him, but he's always got a fucking seminar or like a five-step program uh, to do something better. Thing. He's always got the next thing. You and got recently, carnival barking. And he recently got me for Michelada Fest. Every, he'll get you on something. He's like, oh, I, I talked to the guy that's in charge of it. I'm like, okay. Whatever he's a part, he's got a website you've got to be on. He's got Google AdWords you've got to include. I love that guy. I love him too, but he's, but he's always got something that, he's, that, that he thinks is going to be a great idea for you that turns out to the Wayne Gretzky Classic. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Why are we here? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so... It was, uh, yeah, man. You show you know, up. What it, what it, yeah, I just, Expecting 30,000 people. And there's maybe 100. Oh, there are 100 people there. Everywhere. That's better than I thought. Sitting everywhere. Everywhere but. Everywhere. <laughs> 100 people. 150. Call it 500 people. Yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere but where you're performing. Pockets of five. <laughs> 100 pockets of five <laughs> around right. the entire stadium. So you're like, right. oh, goodness. Right. It's the, this is technically the biggest crowd I've ever What done. an adrenaline dump that yeah. is. Like when I, I, yeah. I performed uh, last year, this year, at the Fox Theater, which is a 2,000 or 3,000 seat theater, and there were 139 people in that oh, two or 3,000 seat theater. In, in any other room, 139 uh, people is pretty good. Where, but where in a two, the usual venues that we usually do comedy, 100 and It's not bad. People, no. But in a 2,000 seat venue... It's there's it no, one, well there. there's no there. one there's no one there. And I didn't know it was going to be like that. I didn't I didn't think it was going to be full. But I thought maybe like maybe the maybe the booker the promoter of this thing knows something I don't. It seems very on the up and up. It seemed very confident. Maybe they have filled it. I don't know. Maybe they have filled this thing. Maybe they fill the bottom half and just the balcony's empty and they curtain it off or something like that. And then we're on stage doing dress rehearsal and we're talking about the night and this guy says to me, "Well, I think we should have we should have at least three or four hundred people here. And I said, Oh, why is that? He said, Well, because I handed three or four hundred tickets out. So he thought he translated so, in his in his mind he thought in oh, his mind, everybody gets gets a ticket, I can't wait to come. Not realizing everyone gets a free ticket, they go, Oh, if nothing else happens in my life, maybe I'll go to the show. Right. Yeah, if you hand out three hundred tickets, four people are showing up out of those. <laughs> From the four hundred. <laughs> So at one point at this theater, uh, uh, Dan's on the show also, and his wife and my girlfriend are there together. They're friends, and we're we're it's a weird setup, and we're sitting on this couch during the show because there's other people performing. And at one point, he leans over to me, and he goes, "Dude, I think we know like half the people in this crowd." And I lean back. I said, I, "I said, dude, I think we fuck half the people in this crowd." <laughs> Oh, and man. somewhere on film, there's us giggling like schoolgirls while someone's <laughs> trying to perform. Like having nothing to do with their performance. Nothing to do with it. So you're at the Gretzky. And I'm sitting there waiting for death. <laughs> Please come. You're, on, you're just, it's the, it's the guillotine. How many, times, how many times has comedy made you wish for sweet death to rescue you? Oh, dude. Too many to count, right? No, 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 never. Really? Never. Except this one. No, never. Even that. This oh, you one. were you were still vibing it, dude. It's a microphone. All you need is one mic. One mic. I think that might be our outro song. Hey, one mic. I have something I want to ask you about, if you don't mind talking about it, because I don't know the story 
I only heard the the summary mm. uh, is I believe very very early in your comedy career you had an eight mile B rabbit uh, moment in Los Angeles. Oh, <laughs> yes, I did. Is that right? Yes, I did. Can you frame where this was, when it was, what happened? Give me, give me the the insight. It was at the Universal Bar and Grill. I believe it's a Bar and Grill. I never even heard of that. It's it's a spot. I didn't get to do comedy that whole night. We hit three spots. Okay. And that, what, I, I what be- spots did you like? How long are you into comedy at this point? At this point, maybe six months. Okay. Uh, and this is your first trip to L.A. Yeah. Since. Oh, I have a story for that. Here, before we, before we get into that one. Okay. It's a quick one because I, I learned something about Mr. Flail. <laughs> He's Mr. One-Shotter. Okay. He's like, okay, I'm going to give you one shot. If it do- Never again. Because <laughs> earlier, maybe I was four months in, you told me and Alan, hey, let's go out of town. Let's go hit some mics for a weekend. <laughs> Alan, cancels on you. Yeah. And you go, oh, Joe's out. Are you still in? Raquel had gotten sick that day. <laughs> Deathly ill. Hey, this is, re- was- this is recreationist history. No, 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 God no, damn no, 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 no. I go, well, this is one of those choice moments. Career or personal life. I, I choose personal life. I you, stay home. You made I'm, the right choice. I'm like, okay, this is, this is wifey. I was engaged at this point. I'm like, this is soon to be wifey. I have to show, I have to prove at this point. Hey, it, it, I'm in it. I'm in it for real. So I had to hit you with a, a, my fiance's sick. You know, right. I can't make it. And I was sitting there. I was pissed, pissed, pissed on the couch. And she's like, like why are you so upset because you she told she could tell eventually yeah. i had it well but to a point and she, i'm like well i mean come on like you know this guy you know he's not gonna ask me all the time and she's like well you should just go i'm like all right nah i'm sure he'll hit me up to go <laughs> some other time we've never been out of town in the three years that i've been doing comedy and I see him go all over the all over up and down Central California, or the go to the coast, and I'm like, oh, that's nice, that's cute. <laughs> he's doing a show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look who he's taking. Oh, <laughs> you know what's funny? I what? hadn't even thought of that part. Uh, you know what? I have <laughs> thought. Um, I I've had you on a Tumblr showcase. Yes, but uh, I I have thought that's a bomb. That's a bomb story <laughs> if we have one. <laughs> I have thought. A number of times, it's been too long since I've had Eddie on something here. Oh, that wasn't for that, man. That but, was totally not for that. But no, no, no. I, I, I've been saying that for a couple months in my brain right now. Yeah. But for some reason, it never even occurred to me of next time I get a show out of town, I got to take Eddie with me out of town. I don't know why that never even crossed into my brain. But it and wasn't because you didn't come to look, the mic run. I, it, I'm never out for it. if if you you have to tap me. Yeah, I will I never I'm the same sit, way. I will never sit there and go. I wish I should be on this thing. I'm if I'm not way. tapped, I'm not tapped. I wish we That's recorded this last week. I'd have taken you to Fresno with me tomorrow. Uh, eh, it is what it is. I'll uh, see what I can do. Yeah. And um. Anyway, so what were you we talking about? We were talking about uh, we were talking about the B Rabbit LA moment. Oh, B Rabbit LA moment. Okay. And so you're six months oh, into so, comedy, yeah, yeah. first okay. trip down. That's right, uh, that's right. You're hitting three venues. What like what time ish 
venues and what are those and why don't you perform and you know just the whole deal it's the whole list thing you get so it's on. all lotto yeah okay. and the my one was over it was from like six to eight okay do you remember the a, names no i just okay. remember the one where i ate my who are you there <laughs> with my, uh justin brown okay just justin just justin okay me and justin which is i thought you, it was with dan because yeah. dan's mentioned it before yeah dan likes to take other people's stories and sh- hey, you, hey, did you hear how he ate, ate his dick which is what brings me to a it's what brings me to another word maybe my favorite word that lexi ever taught me cheesemosa cheesemosa <laughs> there are certain words listen folks if you don't know any spanish there are certain spanish you words have to learn because that are so much better than the english word you, you know you know what you know what makes spanish such In, a such a good word like just a word hmm. their their incessant use of ch okay Cheese, think about pun- cheese pinche and, and it punches hard it doesn't punch and see so, it doesn't punch hard it just it makes things sound better and chismoso 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 or chismosa means bitch. you're a gossip yeah that's right <laughs> you're a gossipy little. gossipy little puta <laughs> <laughs> yes so, so anyway uh i i get on stage at the universal bar and grill this is about one in the morning maybe fuck it's one of those late. It could have been one. It could have been eleven. How many people there? Two. Only two. Two at the bar. Uh, and not comics. No. Because everyone else. Comics were outside smoking. If you're lucky, they or they drove to the comedy store to watch. No, because the guy I drove with was also outside oh, with them. Okay. Smoking. Yeah. And talking. Yeah. And then I get up there and I I'm like ah, nothing. I'm like oh no. Mm-hmm. I got four more minutes of this. <laughs> I try something else. I'm like, ah, oh, some more of that. Here's my family. I'm like, I'm not going to keep dragging my family's name through the mud for nothing. <laughs> Good night, everybody. And I just get off. And then Justin's like, dude, it's only been two and a half minutes. Because I, I didn't time my sets. <laughs> it's only been two and a half minutes. You have five. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Not Somebody tonight, needs I don't. to get on stage. Not tonight. <laughs> I think the guy that was hosting also went outside. I'm like, hey, uh, someone needs to get on stage. You know good <laughs> I for left. Good, good for whoever the host was. If you're if you're hosting and someone gets on stage that you don't know, you don't go outside. I, you know what? I've learned so much hosting etiquette from you. Yeah, it's all those little it's all those little things that keep the pace uh-huh. of a show going. I'll, do you know if they do? Comedy at the Universal? No, I don't. Of course. I, I bet you they don't. They don't. We'll, we'll, sure go, they don't. we'll look it up on Facebook. I bet you they don't. They don't. And it's, it's, it's a series of little things like that that's usually the reason that you don't. Which brings me another passage in, the bomb, in my bomb, bomb diary at the Green Room. Mm-hmm. Speaking of hosting, because that's, uh, that's where I first saw the difference in hosting. Mm. Because there's certain people that aren't as good as others at hosting. Mm. Let's just say it that way. And I won't say any names. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's a safe room to say that because there has been like seventeen different hosts in that room. Yeah, no shit, right? So that day, I remember I was chillaxing. It was mm-hmm. a Saturday show. I'm like, I'm in my pool. It was a hot day. <laughs> I'm having my drinks on. I'm like, worst idea for comedy. <laughs> worst. You're so relaxed. I'm. I was. I had a little burn. I had a little. I was glowing. Yeah. <laughs> I had a nice crisp shirt on. <laughs> I walk into the venue, and the guy. And let's just say this guy may or may not look like me <laughs> okay. and may or may not be shorter than me. Yeah. He, yeah, he doesn't. But if we were creating players on Nintendo, Wii, it wouldn't be, be that off. It He'd wouldn't be, be that off. Yeah. He gets on stage. I'm hosting. Yeah. Cause it was a show I was giving the host. 
he gets on before me and does all the hosting tricks oh yeah up top mm-hmm. like all the crowd interaction that you mm-hmm. you have nice how many fresh. people are married how many people oh, are married oh my god hey let's get around <laughs> hey let's get around applause for the troops everybody it's can, survey we, can, night. We, can we it's clap it up for the troops it, you are squeezing every applause within the first three minutes mm-hmm. you're squeezing every applause and survey break that these people have in them during the first three minutes and they go well this is your host and i get on <laughs> a guy that looks kind of like <laughs> <him>. <laughs> And I grab the mic and I make the mistake of going, I don't know what I'm going <laughs> to I tell them the truth. Never tell them the truth. Never, you got to lie to them for you their own lie good. To them because you had to create the <laughs> illusion that you're trying. But I was so relaxed. <laughs> and You were just in your pool all day. Uh, what could go wrong? This could go wrong. Mm-hmm. And I just ate my dick the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah, the, the float tipped over. <laughs> it was awful. Oh man! So what happened? It's just I lost them from the beginning of the <laughs> night. I'm like, oh man! If I, if I'm gonna be honest with you, I've, I've been in my pool. I've been chillaxing, so I'm probably not in the best state of mind. And, and they just dead faced you, of course. Oh, who, who the fuck gets up and tells them the truth? I thought that I thought okay. See, that's all. That's always something that and, I've wrestled with. Is that line straddling that line between real mm-hmm. and the show? Yeah. Because the show is a show. You have to put on a show. You're performing. Right. But then there's that, you know, yeah. if it's too much of a show, it's absurd. And then it's not believable. Yeah. I won't say names. Yeah. Uh, it, but at this point, you have two and a half more hours. Oh, God. To go. Oh, God. So you like you get up and they're dead. And, and this is the first time. This has happened to me a lot where you go up and it starts going poorly. And you almost didn't realize it could go poorly like this. Because you're not in that headspace. Right. You're like, I was in my pool. I was relaxing. I'm just hosting, telling a couple jokes up top. Everybody seems to usually like the host well enough because if I get in a little hot water, I just spin it up with something cheap and I bring up the next guy. And then they forget about me. And then I come back and I can start fresh again. But they don't forget about you. And the other part about hosting is most people in the room don't think you're doing comedy. <laughs> it's the most heartbreaking shit ever. I'll get, sometimes I've been at shows where I've moved mountains on stage for 10 minutes to open the show, and then I get off stage, and someone goes to me, hey, great show tonight. When can I see you do comedy? <laughs> and I go, hey, Did you what the listen? fuck do you think I was just doing? And they're like, yeah, that, was good. that other guy was really funny. I'd like to come see you do comedy sometimes. So you're, I get it, You dig out of a hole professionally as a host, usually. Oh, yeah. Usually. Because now they see you as the guy that hosts. Well, you know how when you go up during a show and you're like, God, I went up. I, the guy before me sucked and I went up to a dead room. That's the host. The host always goes up to the dead room. Right. Because no one's, you're starting. You're the first. So they're dead. Yeah. Most of the time. Unless you just have a hot crowd. So yeah, this is this the first time you hosted? At a show, I think the first and only time I hosted a show. <laughs> yeah, never again. Yeah, never hosted again. Since. That's fine, you know. <laughs> that's that's what happens. Do you want to host again? A soon? show? Yeah. Uh. Do you want to host Tembler Brewing Company next Wednesday? Because I'll be in Pennsylvania. Hey. And that's how a man abdicates his responsibility, ladies and gentlemen. You're talking to air. you were talking to Put your new your former music man and your new host for, for at least ten. one week, Eduardo Molina. Yeah, I'm in. All right, good. Yes. Is there anything else you want to touch on before you go? This has been this has been a good time, man. This is, has it? it? Hour and thirty two minutes where we've been Ooh. we've been on this. It's gone quickly. Yeah. We still got another three or four hours to go trading war stories. I think so. We still didn't talk about that Tumblr showcase where you showed up with the disco shoes oh boy. and talked about them for oh five boy. or six minutes. Oh boy. Uh, it wasn't five or six. I'm just kidding. Exaggerate. <laughs> hey. You, <laughs> you know what? It's funny. It's funny because 
you're, you're good at that. You're good. At, <laughs> you're good at throwing exaggerations. And because you're such a credible dude, yeah, you're so credible. <laughs> like I've always said, if if I needed to know what happened in the room, exactly how it happened. He's like, he's not. He's gonna try not to even fu- like. I was wearing brown shoes. No, I was wearing black shoes. I remember because the things were the, like. You're gonna be that guy. That's gonna be the guy in the room. But I'm gonna add you. four or five people. <laughs> but see, then then when you turn up the you turn up the joke down just so a little bit. That when you throw those in, they're like they sound real. Like so, he talked about his disco shoes for like five minutes. Fuck, mm-hmm. like everyone's like five minutes. You're yep. an asshole. Yep. <laughs> like if, no, it wasn't five minutes. If I've got to stretch the truth to end on a polysyllabic odd number, I'm gonna do it. Of course, I'm gonna. To, if I can make to. this, if I can make this eleven instead of nine, I'm gonna do it. Uh, there was this old, this old goofy joke. I, I forget who I heard a comedian tell, but he talked about the mindset of a comedian and and the the comedians lie. And he talks about, it's a hypothetical about this guy. Uh, it was his dream to be a comedian. And he works his whole life. And his big dream is he wants to go back to his hometown and do a show in a theater for all of the people he grew up with. So he becomes this big time, like real successful comic and, and sets this whole thing up for a big crescendo. Books a theater, all that stuff. Shows up on the night of the show and only four people are there. Only four people show up and he's heartbroken. So he leaves the theater, doesn't even do the show, leaves the theater and walks down the street to a bar, sits at the bar, orders a big whiskey, and the bartender brings it over and says, hey, what's wrong? And he explains, look, I spent my whole life working towards this. Uh, All I wanted to do was perform for my hometown. I booked this theater and almost nobody shows up. And the bartender says, ah, it can't be that bad, can it? And he says, oh, no, it was as bad as it possibly can be. And the bartender says, well, how many people showed up? And he looked up at the bartender and said, six. <laughs> that is the comedian's lie. How many, how many people? <laughs> I'm still going to be honest, but I'm going to lie. How many people showed up? Comics or audience? <laughs> Such a oh, man. 700 people showed up. Oh, not comics? 14. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh. Anyway, uh, thank you for joining me for the first installment of Eddie Molina's Bomb Diaries. Yeah. I uh, can't wait to have you back on soon, brother. EMBD. Yeah. yeah. I'll see you, brother. See ya. They taking it in. Fuck up and catch them, we making it back. She let like you now, I'm a draper in that. She went to D, I've been waiting on that. I've been doing my thing, they been hating on that. And I mean what I said, I ain't taking it back. We get the chain, we ain't taking it back. Please put my chain, catch your face for that. Only speaking my name when you stay in the facts. Please, I know we ballin' too much. And all of these pretty hoes fallin' for us. I say, then I keep money and call it to us. If I give you my number, don't call me too much.